This is the Level Up Podcast. I'm Taylor Petrinovich. And I'm Kelly Gilster of 618 Studios. And we are on a mission to help filmmakers level up their businesses and their craft so they can make more and work less. We want to help you confidently take your business from mainstream to luxury, and it all starts right here. Hey, John. It's so great to have you on the podcast today. Kelly and I have been a guest on your podcast, and now it's time to turn the tables and bring you on as a guest as well. So thanks for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. So many of you guys know um, John, who's, you know, half of How to Film Weddings um, alongside Nick. Um, They just are doing such great things over there in the education space. But today we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about your business and brand, John Bunn Films, and where you started. John, I think you've been in the industry longer than I have. Uh, It's been a minute. I started in 2006, 2007, somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's been a minute. I think I'm in my 16th year. Okay. Yeah. This is my 13th season. So you have me beat by a little bit. And fun fact about John and I is that we both have the same wedding anniversary, which we just discovered, I think a few years ago, um, June 18th. Yeah. That is correct. Um, Yeah. And how many years have you been? So I got married in 05. We're about to, what is that? 19 years next year? I'm old. Okay. Gosh, I didn't know this how this was going to start, but I'm old. (laughs) Yes. I'm almost 40. (laughs) You're not old. Oh my gosh. We are just, just behind you. So if you're calling yourself old, then we're old too. But yeah, we, um, we got married in 2010. So, um, 13 years. So our business and our marriage is the same age. That's awesome. That's fun facts. Yes. So we would love to hear about your business. Um, you're obviously known for bringing people on to talk about their businesses, but we would love to hear about yours. I know that, um, you've gone through some recent rebrands and changing of direction and all that stuff. So um, spill the tea. We would love to hear all of it. Yeah. Well, I started as Redeemed Productions because it had nothing to do with weddings. I just got hired to film like a hockey tournament or something and I needed a name. So I was like, uh, Redeemed Productions, that'll, that'll work. And I'll change that later. And so that was like in 2004 or something like that. And then so it just kind of stuck because I had a bank account and it was Redeemed Productions and I'm pretty good at business and was, you know, like it was fine. I was booking good weddings and I was just always like, "Ah, I'll get to that later. We started the how to film weddings podcast in 2018. And at that point, I think I was charging somewhere around 10 to 12,000, uh, starting out in Oklahoma, which is pretty great for, for living here. Cost of living is great. And Redeemed Productions was working. And the more that Nick started like challenging me uh, on my color for wedding films and like how I was, you know, they were just pretty vanilla and cookie cutter. And Redeemed Productions, the idea was I want to be attractive to all couples getting married. And I just want to be vanilla. I just want to be uh, booking 50 weddings a year. I'm going to build this big business and like hire all these extra shooters. And I had one point had 10 people working for me and we can talk about that. But so anyway... Over the last few years, um, I transitioned the brand from Redeemed Productions and 10 people down to just myself and changing it to John Bunn Films and really dialing in who my target ideal buyer would be and what it is I love about weddings and really started speaking hard to that clientele. And over the past two and a half years, we've now gone to somewhere in the starting range 
most of my weddings are over the $20,000 range at this point. Um, but starting 18.5, somewhere in there for luxury destination. I, I say I'm in the luxury nostalgic uh, category, which is not real, but I made it up for me. So um, I, I can get into the details. I hired copywriting. I changed the logo, the branding, new website, just really dug into my relationships with planners, my relationships with uh, my previous couples and just going that next mile and really digging in. And then in the meantime, How to Film Weddings was growing a lot. So that afforded me the ability to say no a lot more because I had my full-time job was How to Film Weddings and shooting weddings kind of moved to being part-time. So that helped me be a little more confident in myself to say, hey, if you want John Bunn Films, it's going to cost 15 grand or 17 or 20. And so um, that's given me kind of the confidence and people keep saying yes and keep booking me and it's making the weddings way better. And so it's this beautiful upward cycle that I'm very happy to be in right now. That yeah, is amazing. That's great to hear. And yes. 10 people on your team. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. We had uh, three photographers, um, three videographers, um, a, like an admin person, and then a couple of interns and myself. And, you know, we were aiming for, you know, kind of like that upper middle level in Tulsa and Oklahoma city. And we were looking at offices in Dallas and like this, you have to remember like this was pre Instagram. So you couldn't just like put things out there that were just like, I'm a luxury destination wedding filmmaker in this city or like hashtag, you know, Naples wedding and people be like, I want you to come. So, um, yeah. things have you had changed to like a be lot. there. Like you almost had to have yeah. like feet on the ground in the yes. like locations that you wanted to serve. Yeah. yeah. We had a PO box at a Dallas office, like that we found with a planner and we're, we're running ads and stuff. And, but you had to go to bridal shows. You had to be on Google ads and that was pretty much it. And so, um, the goal was how can we grow this? And I, I started realizing quickly shooting, I think 76 was the most we did in a year. Oh um, I shot almost 50 of them and we were having kids at that time, my wife, Heather and I, and I was just like, I'm gone way too much. And I started running numbers. And I, at that time I was paying myself like a multi six figure income, which was great. Um, but I was working harder than ever. I was never home. I was starting to get burned out. And I just started running numbers and saying, man, if I let go of some of these people and raise the prices and I can make more with 20 weddings than I am with 50 weddings and I could be home. So it started that, that internal struggle of like, maybe I should change this. Yeah. That's super interesting to hear. Cause I think that that's how a lot of people want to start when they are building their businesses. They have this like grand idea of like building teams and all this stuff. And they see like the overall, like maybe like the gross revenue is like really, really high, but like maybe your profit margins are a lot smaller. Um, Kelly and I like to talk about this all the time, like just like to each other. It's like the higher you go in the industry, like how profitable are they? Do you think like, look how big their team is. I would love to kind of like see the numbers play out. Um, so it's cool has, as you scale back and become more like narrowed in your focus, it can be more profitable and you can live a more fulfilled life and be home with your kids. Like what a precious time. Like you don't want to be shooting 50 weddings a year. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the first weekend, my oldest went to kindergarten, like started kindergarten. She's in seventh grade now, but I had, I still had like 35 more weddings to go for the year and was just 25, 30 weddings booked for the next year. And I looked at Heather and was just like, holy crap, she's going to be gone Monday through Friday. I'm going to shoot a wedding on Saturday and be tired on Sunday. This is not a good plan. And I just kind of got brokenhearted. And I was like, as we all know, it doesn't, you can't just like turn the Titanic in your business. It takes a couple of years in the wedding industry since we're booking 18 months out sometimes or two years out. 
it's like, uh oh, I've already booked the next 18 months. So if I want to change this and so, yeah, it, it really and then, you know, obviously starting how to film weddings and getting that going. Um, after 10 years of uh, doing this, starting jumping into Facebook groups, people were seeing how much I was charging. And I just kept getting asked like all these questions, like, how are you charging this? What are you doing? And I've always just had a knack for business. I went to school for advertising and marketing. I did the multimedia track where I learned how to shoot TV production and audio production and all this stuff. A lot of people don't actually know that about me, I don't think, so that I went That's to really actual cool. film school. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, learning the basics in 2003. And so it's, you know, changed a little bit, but uh, and started in 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there, starting doing mentor sessions for people and people raising their prices and it being okay to raise your prices and started this idea of like, oh my goodness, I could help people. And I got addicted to helping people. I, I got addicted to, oh my goodness, that person just said they charged the most they ever did for their wedding. And they did a little mentor session with me. And, um, and so I always leaned on being really good at business and saying, ah, the films are good enough. Like those are strong. They could be better, but like someone paid me 10 grand for it. Nobody's going to pay me 12 grand. No one's going to pay me 15 or whatever the number is. And so I realized quickly after the unique position I'm in with how to film weddings is I get to talk to some of the best in the industry all the time with our mastermind group or with our podcast. And so listening to Andrew and Grace with Bottle Brush and them talking about branding and talking about this is what they did to change their brand. And just if you think about Bottle Brush and their branding, it's obviously very unique. Or talking to films by Stanton and seeing his branding or White and Reverie or like and having these deep conversations with these people. They were like, the more that you can lean into you, the more that like you are going to be attractive to either the planners that you're going after or the clientele. And I was always terrified to be like, I did not want people to know Redeemed Productions was run by a guy. I didn't want them to know that I was behind it. I thought brides would be turned off by the fact that it's a guy there or whatever. And then I started realizing, oh, I love having two little girls. I'm only around girls. And so it was more <laughs> like this thing where I started making jokes like, hey, I'm I spend more time with females than I do with guys. I'm filming the brides. I'm filming. I have two daughters. Everything is pink in my house. Um, and so having this realization that the more that I could lean into me, the more I could charge. And I started seeing it. I did the rebrand in 2020, uh, hired a copywriting company and just started like really digging in for hours with them on why I film weddings and what's important to me. And like the more that I showed that, the more the inquiry started coming in where people were like, I really resonate with your story. I'm ready to book you. I just booked one a few weeks back that they booked me for $25,000 travel to St. Simmons Island in Georgia, three day weekend thing where they're just going to put me and Blake uh, up and like, just no questions asked. Here's the $5,000 deposit. And then just, she sent me a note the day that she got the Monday after she got engaged. She's like, I've been saving this note in my phone for two years since I was a bridesmaid in this last wedding and the wedding that you did here in Charleston. And she was like, I knew I wanted to book you. I have these six dates. Tell me one of them you're open and that's when I'm going to go book my venue. And it's like creating those raving fans has helped me to, you know, I, I'm not your traditional, you know, we were talking about this off air, but I'm not like your traditional. Uh, I don't have 10, 15 wedding planners that refer me all the time. I'm very good to wedding planners. And after they work with me, yeah, they're great. They, they want to refer me more. But a lot of my referrals come from bridesmaids or people that were in weddings and stuff because of how I approach a wedding. 
Gosh, I talk a lot. I'm sorry. It's just podcast brain. This is, I can't help myself. I'm going to be quiet now. I'll be, I'm sorry. No, I think that's amazing. You're like the easiest guest. (laughs) No, and I I think that's something to play into that too. You know, we talk about a lot about curating these relationships with wedding planners and, and it is a stepping stone as you, you know, elevate within the industry. But it's interesting because Taylor and I actually have different, different like things on this. Taylor is primarily like almost all wedding planner inquiries, right? Where Paul and I, and I don't, I should know why more, like I should do a deeper dive into why maybe it's because we're a husband and wife team, but also like we're really big into like our, our couples are a little bit more in their like traditional and they really value family and like they're really big on that. So we get a lot of return, um, like legacy families that we work with and stuff. Um, and even a wedding that we just booked this week, um, the the parents of the bride were the ones, and it's a lot of parents that are like, I want 618. Like I want them to do the wedding. Like we, I feel like we kind of speak to parents in a way because I think also being parents ourselves now, we look and capture a wedding day in a way that almost we would want to relive our kids' weddings. And mm-hmm. so that's why I think we start to get a lot of this, you know, um, return clientele or past bridesmaids or like things like that. Um, so in, and of course, we have relationships with planners, too. Um, but it all kind of ties back into like your why and, you know, how you capture wedding day, your overall branding, like that's going to bring in, you know, who is coming back to you time and time again. Yeah. And my entire philosophy changed towards, I'm just filming the cookie cutter. You know, I think, I forget who it was on our podcast said like, could you put mannequins in the place of the couple and the what? like no one would notice would the wedding change from wedding to wedding? Cause it's the same thing. You're doing the same opening drone shot and you're doing the same thing or whatever. Um, you know, and I, I looked at it and I was just like, it's impossible with 50 weddings to do much different in each way. Like you just kind of have to survive. And so I knew that it was going to take me a couple of years. And what I've seen in wedding video business uh, over the past 16, 17 years is that it really takes about 24 to 36 months to see a change, like to see the, the benefit of the change that you've, you've made into your, your brand um, just by the nature of how we do things. And I, I just kind of made a decision, especially after my dad passed in 2020, like that I'm going to make films that I just freaking love. Like I love the films. I'm going to lean into the moments and get creative and, I just didn't have that space because I had 50 weddings and 10 employees. And uh, now I'm shooting, you know, five weddings a year. And so it allows me to be like, oh, we're in Mexico. We could also do this or we could also go on this boat while we're here. We could offer these suggestions. And, um, you know, for me, I really lean into the nostalgia, the story of the day, but more so the two stories leading up to the day. And so like my work um, over the last five years has gotten exponentially better as well. I didn't just say, okay, I've got a rebrand. So now more people are going to hire me. I, I really dug into understanding color and color grading and just cinematography in general. And there's so many people that are way better than me, but the brides that reach out to me are like, I've never seen wedding films so good. I, it's the best wedding films I've ever seen. And so I'm not like getting tagged in a lot of the you know, lists of people that, you know, who's inspiring you right now or whatever. That's starting to actually happen a little bit more. So I'm not going to jinx myself, but that's not why I do it. But, um, you know, I've just seen by me leaning in, uh, my friend, Eric Floberg, uh, just really talks a lot about leaning into 
uh, who you are, what makes you unique. And I was always terrified to do that. What if somebody didn't like me? Oh my goodness, I'm a people pleaser. What if somebody doesn't want somebody to film a wedding like I do? And the more I realized that if I am attracting and repelling at all time, the more that I'm going to work with those people. I, I get about a hundred inquiries a year now and I work with five of them. And so when I find that right fit and they are just all in for John Bunn films to be there, it's so rewarding and it makes the films even so much better. They let me do whatever I want. And so it's this awesome gradual cyclone that's spinning upward every year where they're willing to pay more. The films are getting better. I'm more invigorated by them. And so it's, it's a, beautiful and fun thing that's happening now where I'm so much less stressed. I'm so more focused on doing the films that I love and I can see just a major difference in the quality of the film because I'm not worried about that wedding. That's the next day or something. I'm able to breathe and, and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. This like business trajectory that you've seen and gone through, like this is the heart behind like what Kelly and I are trying to help other filmmakers who are, you know, three to five years into business and kind of ready for more like, for them to enact in their own businesses. Cause like what I heard from you was like, you were feeling burnt out, no work-life balance. And now you're like invigorated and excited about your couples. You get to like be choosy, which means like you get to only film weddings that you're passionate about. Um, you're making great money. You know what I mean? Like all these amazing things. And I feel like this is where it, it's so helpful to like really hone in on like who you want to trust as like an educator. Like there's so many voices out there and there's so many ways to run your businesses and it probably feels really overwhelming, especially like as you're getting started um, in any industry, but especially ours, um, all these like conflicting voices, like chiming in all over the place, Facebook groups, uh, forums, whatever, like all this conflicting information. And it's like, no, like the best way to do it is find a handful of people whose businesses you want to emulate and do what they did. And so, mm -hmm getting specific on who you wanted to to serve the riches really are in the niches guys like that is so true like the more narrowed in a niche you are like the more you can charge and like the faster your business will grow i don't know it's, it's just really fun to hear kind of like somebody else who's already done it and like how you've reaped the rewards now um three years after this like big rebrand so yeah well I, if yeah. i can add too, like as an educator um, you know, we started how to film weddings in 2018. So we're finishing our fifth year doing it. And, you know, we started it I, like I love teaching and I love helping people. And that's always been like, I, I it's like, oh, maybe I want to be a teacher. And then I always wanted to be like, have like Jimmy Fallon's job or Dave Letterman's job. I'm like, how can I put these two things together? And then, uh, you know, I started recording some educational stuff a few years before how to film weddings and it just fell flat and I just didn't want to put it out in the world. And, um, but we started and got going and started, it really caught fire quickly. Um, and I realized how passionate I was about helping people and seeing those stories of, wow, look how much my films are better or look how much more I'm charging. And the community just started really growing. Like we never would have thought it would be 300 episodes in and tens of thousands of wedding filmmakers tuning in. And, um, you know, like the, the exciting part for me though, is that like, I've been able to transition from being full, full, full time wedding filmmaker to just cherry picking those five or six or seven that I really want. But the fulfilling side, I mean, I mean, I'm, like I said, at the beginning of the hour here, I'm getting close to 40. I'm continuing to plan to shoot. That's not a problem. But also I, I think I was a little worried for a while. Like, what am I going to do after this? How can I 
you know, and so I would encourage people out there just like what's invigorating to your soul? What's getting you so excited? And to me, like our mastermind group are putting out content and there will be haters. There will be people that do not want you to succeed or are jealous of you or angry at you. Um, we have plenty of those, our fair share over at How to Film Weddings. But the idea that keeps us going and keeps us so excited all the time is that like we feel like we are giving our absolute best. We feel like we are giving as much as we can give away. We're helping as many people. And it's like to be able to sit behind a microphone and a camera and know that 50,000 people are going to watch it or listen to it. And they're going to send you messages. And we get hundreds of messages a month from people just saying, I quit my day job. I just charged the most that I ever charged. And to me, I live this amazing, like, it's crazy that my life is my life. It has been a lot, a lot of hard work to get there, but it's worth it. And the hard work is worth it. And so if I'm, if you're out there listening and you're just like, man, I want to get there. I want to be where John's at, or I want to be where Taylor and Kelly are at or whatever. And that's one thing that I just love about the level up co is just like, you guys are putting in the work. And I know like, there's not too many people that know how much work goes in the behind the scenes and how hurtful comments can be whenever people tell you that you're an imposter or tell you you're not really an educator or whatever it is. But like, I see how much work it, it really takes to, to do this. And to, and so kudos to you guys for pushing. I'm, I listen to every one of your episodes when they come out. I'm always excited to hear. I just was listening to, to Kelly's story today, excited to hear Taylor's story next week. And then I guess I'll skip this one with, with us. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't maybe I'll listen to a little bit of it, but anyway. Weird soapbox, oh. but there we are. I'm that's I'll, I'll stop talking again. No, it's no. so true. Actually, like, I think it's good for people to know, like, hey guys, if you're listening to this and in our Facebook group and Instagram, like, Kelly and I probably put in like 30 hours a week, like, just towards this brand. Like, we're yeah, it, it's very time intensive and we're so happy to do it. Um, it like really invigorates us too, but um. It's, it takes a lot of time. And like, we both had to put our youngest in childcare now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're like all in on this. We're, we're all, all in, in on elevating the industry and um, let's get everyone to the point where they're filming three days weddings on an island for $25,000. Like, yeah. <laughs> if it's possible for you, it's possible for us. Like, it's possible for you guys listening to, like, trust us. Like, we're nothing like that crazy special or anything. So <laughs> um, just take some strategy. Well, real quick, kind of rewinding a bit. And John, you were saying when you first started your business, Redeem Productions, you're like, I just want to be the vanilla wedding videographer. I just want to shoot like everyone's wedding. It doesn't matter. And Taylor always says this thing that I, I never had thought about, but it's like, if you're serving everybody, you're really serving nobody. And mm -hmm. that is so true. And you, by you saying that, it brought me back to that um, concept of like, you know, it's really important to, you know, we talk about this a lot, like in our mastermind, as far as like honing in on your ideal client, like within this like amazing workbook that Taylor created, like we do this whole exercise through that on like how to find your ideal client. And that is like where we had also, um, Tori Smith with Smith and James on, and she kind of said, she put it as your ideal client is essentially you, but the Beyonce, the Beyonce, the version Beyonce version. <laughs> Yeah, That's which is really true. If I think about my ideal client, it is the Beyonce version of me. And I think Taylor thinks the same thing. And John, I don't know. You're probably the same probably way. agree. Yeah, I would definitely probably agree on that. Definitely, yeah. probably. <laughs> definitely, probably. Um, yeah. And I think that like the serving everyone, you're serving no one. Um, for me, it's, you know, 
I've spent so much time and energy and watching, you know, I think about, um, if you, if you're going to the gym, right. If you're, if you're going to, if you're like, I want six pack abs and I want biceps that are bulging and like, that's what I want. Like, maybe that's not what you guys want, but that's, that's what I want. Uh, that'd be awesome for me. And I've been working towards that, but like, you don't go in and work one day and just blow out a great workout and then you're, you're buff, you know, or anything like that. And I talked to our mastermind students. It's just like, that takes literal years with professional help and the proper nutrition time plus the right decisions. And then what's hard about it is that in America, especially we are so Amazon prime that we've been working out for three months. Where are the abs? Uh, I'm quitting. This doesn't work. And the the heartbeat of my life has been diligence. Uh, You know, I try to be as diligent as possible. And like when Nick and I started how to film weddings, I I was like, I looked at him and I said, I'm willing for 24 months to pretend this is a real job and make zero dollars. Are you willing to do that? Because if not, I don't want you to be my business partner. And he said, I'm all in. We went and spit on our hand and shook. (laughs) Not really, but um, Taylor, we should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you mean we didn't? <laughs> and we, we literally, I mean, late nights working so hard. We're, how can we help people? What can we do? Yeah, we wanted to make money doing it, but our heart is how can we help people? Like it's no fun to make a lot of money and not be helping people. Impact is really important to me. So when you walk into the gym on that first day, your mindset has to be, I have abs and arms or whatever it is. And I'm going to do whatever those people do for as long as it takes to get to that point. And so many people don't see the behind the scenes of the guy with the big arms and the abs, or, you know, you might be like, well, good for you, John, that you're charging 20 K for your weddings or whatever. Um, but it's like, yeah, in 2006, I was shooting on a JVC Averio with a mini DV tape, trying to figure out how to transcode it into Final Cut 7. You don't even know what that means. Like I've been I, doing I this. I actually grew up on Final, or like in high school, I used Final Cut 7. There you go. So the, yeah. the point, that point is, it's like the behind the scenes, you know, it's like, what are you doing today to be like extra diligent with what you've been given? How are you combining your work with wisdom? How are you being smarter? How are you making the best of your relationships? How are you? Um, and you start thinking through that and say, I'm a $10,000 filmmaker. Maybe you only charge 2000 right now, but I'm 10,000. What is, who's doing, who's got a 10 K business with abs and arms? Where's that at? I'm going to see what they're doing. And that's, you know, what you guys are doing. And it's like, it's so cool to be part of that and in that educational industry. And we don't think we know it all. We don't think that we've invented the wheel. We don't think any of that. We just think if we can help people to see the plan, the strategy to go from where they're at to where they want to go, they will be more fulfilled. And in my life today, there's struggles, there's things, but it is a much more enjoyable life. And I'm so much happier that I did the hard work at the gym while nobody was watching. And people are going to say, oh, you use steroids or, oh, you did the, what? I don't care. I know what work I put into this thing. And I'm seeing the benefit and the success and the thousands of people that are behind it and the thousands of, you know, the, of people that I've filmed their weddings at this point. It's hundreds of people, 600 weddings, whatever the 1200 people that I've filmed weddings for and just seeing their happiness with what I'm doing. And my relationship with my wife has never been better and my kids and I've got this good work life balance. There's millions of things I need to work on, but like that diligence over time is what's going to equal success. Yeah. It's just, it's so evident. Like I just, 
I love your guys's your heart behind this. And I know that Nick shares the same heart if we're talking about, you know, how to film weddings and and everything. And it's it's only as fun as those that you help and you see success from. And and that is like really the true thing. I remember when Taylor and I were I'm like definitely not an emotional person, like never have cried at like the birth of my children. Like I just am not like people in my life call me no pulse Kelly because I'm just very like like, like this. That. Yeah. And but um, the week that we were starting our launch um, for our course and mastermind, we were, we were doing our free workshop, The Road to Luxury. The morning of, I was getting ready for it the first day, and I just like started crying. And it was like the overwhelming feeling of like, this is the start of like helping so many people. Like, I'm just so excited to see like, the growth that people experience and like truly help them like doing all the things that you were just saying that you have. Like I want them to have better relationships with their spouses, great like hands-on time with their kids. Like, and you can't do that if you're spinning your wheels in this mainstream mindset time and time again and not following, you know, a framework that like not only can help transform your business, but transform your life. And so mm -hmm. it's just really cool to hear like the heart behind behind, you know, where this all started for you and how this transcended into like just a better business and John Bunn Films is thriving and John Bunn himself is thriving in a personal way. And I just want to um, also throw it out there. I'm working on lots of things. I am going, to, uh, I'm not perfect. I do not have it all together. I, I have cheat meals every day and I'm supposed to only have one, one a week or, you know, so I'm working on stuff. It's not like I'm perfect or think I don't want to paint this picture that I have nothing going on. So anyway, I'm not perfect. No, life Nobody is not is. perfect. Nobody. No one is. No one is. But um, hey, next time, so I'm I'm two days away from finishing Whole Thirty. John, next time you should do it with me because Taylor failed me <laughs> and quit after four days. And I, I it was like, more than four days. It was more than have you done Whole Thirty before? Uh -huh. Yeah, I will do yeah, it. With I hated it. Just let me know. Let's okay, do it in okay. like November, okay? So, but then, then then we have Thanksgiving. I know that's the best time to do it. I'm just kidding. Whatever. Oh you, you just tell me when. You just tell me. Okay. When. All right, sweet. Um, okay, so you just launched something really exciting, and you kind of talked yes. a little bit about it, about you were trying to, you wanted to fine-tune your color grading, and you wanted to fine-tune mm -hmm. all these other things, but this specifically speaks to color grading. Tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about what is out in the world now for filmmakers. Yeah, well, thanks for giving me the chance to talk about it. Um, we at How to Film Weddings partnered with Gamut. Um, I was having a conversation with Kaylin from White and Reverie and Gamut about some of the film photographers that I had been working with on some of these weddings, especially in Italy and um, just the color palette and stuff. And started talking to him about 18 months ago. And he was like, I want to build a lot for luxury. I want to focus on like that filmic look. And so long story short, we just released a LUT called Lux by How to Film Weddings. If you go to howtofilmweddings.com slash LUTs, you can see the previews to it. But uh, the idea was like, I use a loom. I still use a loom. It's amazing. Just so you know, plug back for you. Um, but like there was just something like there's there's all kinds of LUTs and there's just not that many in the luxury space. Um, we've used Larev, they have a lot, and then Jake yeah. Weisler has a lot, but there was just nothing that like every time I was tweaking a whole bunch of things and couldn't get it to where I wanted to. And so I sit down uh, with Kaylin and literally we, I went to his studio and spent a day 
but like over the course of a year, been sending him photos from film photographers and saying, this is the luxury look that I want. I don't, I don't, are there any LUTs that you recommend Caitlin? And he's like, Nope, there's not any that are like that. We can build that. We can. And so long, long story short is that it's a, kind of a dream that Gamut helped put a LUT together for us. Like I would have never, like that's a bucket list item for me, like or a, a dream board up there. Like what if Gamut made a LUT? So um, it's a, a, a LUT for luxury looking films, which is going to be perfect for your audience. A lot of people are already checking them out. I think Kalen uh, posted a video yesterday from Derek Huff's wedding that he filmed with White and Reverie and he used the LUTs on those. And so like White and Reverie's using the LUTs. I'm just like, this is... This is crazy. So anyway, uh, really excited about those. Uh, HowToFilmWeddings.com slash LUTs. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's so cool. I think that if if you're someone listening, you haven't either used LUTs before, you're a little bit hesitant. They are just so amazing in streamlining your workflow and offering consistency. And I think that being a collector of LUTs is really a cool thing too, because you know you may film in all different regions, and you know the native greens maybe in the south isn't going to work for some LUT, or maybe you're in the desert and you know, another let will be a better fit. So I think it's really cool to be able to, um, you know, kind of collect different things and see what works in different regions. Yeah. And you said it like consistency across my brand was so important and I just could never get colors dialed in how I wanted them to. And so I went on a journey over the last four or five years of like really heavily digging into how does color grading work? And we actually just put a video out last week um, on our YouTube channel on how I physically color grade wedding films using the Lux LUT pack. So check us out how to film weddings on YouTube and we can, I, I'll show you exactly what I do and how I use scopes and all these different things. So I can, cause to me, I love teaching people how to make those fine tuned tweaks to get to that 10 K mark or 15 or 20. So these LUTs go right along with that. We're so excited about them. It helps the industry. I can't wait to see all the people using them. Yeah, that's cool. so fun. Well, we are going to call that a podcast episode. So, John, I'm sure everyone already knows where to find you. But in case someone's listening who doesn't already, um, where can they follow along with your work? Yeah, shoot us a message on Instagram at How to Film Weddings. Um, my personal one is at John Bunn with a little underscore at the end, a little tail uh, next to the bun is what I say. And people laugh at that. Uh, <laughs> Bun jokes are fun right now. I have kids that are in junior high. And so the bun jokes, they come home and they're like, they were making fun of my lambs. I'm sorry. But anyway, at John Bun with a tail uh, is how you get to send me a DM. If you are listening still, thanks for hanging on this long. Uh, shoot me a message. Her, tell me that you heard me here and I'd love to connect with you and uh, just yeah, get in touch with you there. Thank you for joining us in this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us reach more filmmakers just like you by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media. Don't forget to tag us at The Level Up Co. And join us again next week, same time, same place, as we continue to level up the industry together. 